Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. It's 3 o'clock, Dibbs. All right, what does that mean? Are you... Oh, yeah, that's what it means. This guy's got got a real drinking problem over there. Cheers, buddy. You and them uh, sodas. Mm. Sody pop. It's flavored water. I see you. It's not soda pop. It's a uh, cucumber melon soleil. That's the Safeway brand, right? Safeway Select? You're damn right it is. And I, Hi, I'm Dan Dibley. Yeah, Whenever exactly. I'm trying to steal Mark's endorsement, I drink... <laughs> what is it? Safeway Soleil. Soleil. Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah. No, just Soleil. That's that watermelon... Uh, cucumber melon. Cucumber melon. It's delicious. Refreshing and delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> Yeah. How do you avoid like the the belching that comes with that sort of a uh, don't do it situation? I don't. You just yeah. Because you don't swallow them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that okay. No, I mean, come on. What yeah. is going on here? <laughs> there are cultures where it is offensive if you don't burp after a meal. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this is not one of them, but that's Correct. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, framed autographed Christian McCaffrey jersey. All you got to do is listen. That's it. You listen for the keyword um, between 4.30 and 5.30. We'll give you a word. Then you text the word to 20357. Mark that down, 20357. And poof, you're qualified. And then we do it all week long, every day from 4.30 to 5.30. And then also you can do it in the morning with uh, with Bonte and Joe, 7.30 to 8.30. Do it with Steiny and Goo, 12.30 to 1.30. In, uh, in the early afternoon, so you can do it each time. That increases your chances of winning for sure, 20357. So in about 90 minutes, we will get that all started. Make sure that you are with us. Um, have you ever heard of, am I pronouncing this right, Lucas? Is this Gabe Neitzel? Is that how we do it? Is it Neitzel? All right, let's go with it. Uh, Gabe Neitzel, Dibs. Yeah. He is a radio professional. The radio I, professional. I apologize to Neitzels everywhere if yeah. I say that I've never heard of him. Um, but it sounds like he's from either Minnesota or Wisconsin or one of the Dakotas. Neitzel. Sounds like he's a, named after a pretzel. <laughs> I, I, oh, can I get some extra yeah. salt on my Neitzel? A little Neitzel. Yeah. Um, so Schnitzel works for oh. uh, yeah. ESPN Milwaukee. There you go. Okay. ESPN Milwaukee. This is from the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy show. Okay. <laughs> Your Chewy is really good. Um, <laughs> except for in this case, you know who Chewy is? It's Mark Chamora. Oh, I thought it was uh, Chewy Gomez. No. Guy no. doing radio next door to us. Mark Chamora used to be a Green Bay Packer tight end. I've heard of him. And then for a while, he was accused of something awful. And then he came out of that. Acquitted, and, and he got a uh, and he got a job at uh, ESPN Milwaukee. Acquitted by a jury of his peers. Yes, we actually were googling it earlier. Yes, he was because I I had the same reaction you did of. <laughs> well, they played the ISDN behind bars. Yeah, they played this. They played this this morning, and I'm listening to Joe and Bonte, and Bonte had the same reaction I did. Here, like Mark Chamora said something. He's like, Mark Chamora's in radio. That's not what I thought happened to Mark Chamora, and I'm like, I'm with you. Yeah, I can't believe this guy's just hanging out in Milwaukee doing radio. But Acquitted. Yeah. Acquitted. Who knew? Yeah. Well, that's the dangers of stuff like this, right? Once you hear it, then you don't necessarily hear the follow-up story, which is not as much of a headline grabber. But anyway, back to Schnetzel. Um, here's Gabe uh, telling everybody who the best quarterback on the field is going to be on Saturday. 
after that 2010 run that Aaron Rodgers had. As a Packers fan, you knew you could win any game when you had the best quarterback on the field. The Packers are going to have the best quarterback on the field on Sunday, or Saturday night. If they win that game, they'll have the best quarterback on the field NFC Championship game on Sunday. Anytime you have the advantage at that position, it makes you feel great. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all because the 49ers have a really damn good roster, but when you start at that position, (laughs) and as important as that position is, as slanted as it can become, when we've been talking about field tilters all season long, at that position, to have the best one, to have the field tilting in your that in, in your direction because of that guy, it makes you feel like you got a chance. I understand they're ten point dogs, but when you've got the best player on the field, hell, man, you got a chance to make it pull it off. Wow, best player best on the player field. on the field. So there's two things: uh, best quarterback. We can have that discussion, but <laughs> best player on the field, even when they're on offense, he might be the third best player on the field. At, at the best, because he's going to be on the field with Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. And I think those two players are better players than either quarterback. Would you agree with that? Yes. So, I mean, Bosa and Warner greater than Purdy and Love. So he won't be the best player on the field when he's on well, the field. Well, I mean, it's a matter of perspective. I, I totally get where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah. Um, That's you know, my perspective. I've argued a lot that it's like it's not a fair argument. Like if I said Christian McCaffrey is the best player on the field, no one's going to get at me. But I would still, and I'd argue this till the end, and we don't need to do it today or ever again for that matter. <laughs> Hopefully they win the Super Bowl. But I'd argue until the end of the day, every day, that if I had to play one of these playoff games without McCaffrey or Purdy, uh, McCaffrey is sitting down because I think you got a better chance of winning a football game with. Purdy and Eli Mitchell than you do Darnold and McCaffrey. You can argue that. I get it. I totally hear your point. That's me. That's the importance of the quarterback position. So from that perspective, Neitzel has a point. He's got a point. But his premise is wildly, wildly flawed. Not that you can't have the opinion. If you work for ESPN Milwaukee, of course you think Jordan Love is the best quarterback on the field. And if you work for 95-7 the game, maybe you think Brock Purdy is the best quarterback on the field. But to speak to this the way that he did, where it is such a foregone conclusion, to the point where the man, and I'll play it again for you, he can't even acknowledge the presence of, of Brock Purdy. Listen to his opportunity and how he passes on it. He had the opportunity to at least respect the man who's going to finish top three in the MVP voting. He had an opportunity to at least respect him. And he passed on that opportunity. Listen to it one more time. After that 2010 run that Aaron Rodgers had, as a Packers fan, you knew you could win any game when you had the best quarterback on the field. The Packers are going to have the best quarterback on the field on Sunday. Or Saturday night. They, if they win that game, they'll have the best quarterback on the field NFC Championship game on Sunday. Like, anytime you have the advantage at that position, it makes you feel great. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all because the 49ers have a really damn good roster. Boom. But when you start at that position, and as important as that position is, as slanted as it can become, I mean, we've been talking about field tilters all season long, at that position, to have the best one, to have the field tilting in your that in, in your direction because of that guy, it makes you feel like you got a chance. I understand they're ten point dogs, but when you've got the best player on the field, hell, man, you got a chance to make it pull it off. The field tilting in your favor. He's a field tilter. Okay, hold on a second. I, you could, uh, Gabe, you're right. Jordan loves the best quarterback in the NFC. Let's go there. The field, therefore, is tilted in your favor. He's a field tilter. When the guy that has the ball on the other end of the field had, uh, let's see, 31 touchdowns, 11 picks, 4,280 yards, a completion percentage of 69.4, and the fifth highest quarterback rating in the history of the NFL. There's two different things going on here. You can think Jordan Love is better, but to decide that you have some clear edge at the position, and then even when you had your opportunity, look, it's not the end-all, be-all, because the Niners have a really good quarterback, too, is not what he said. It's not the end-all, be-all, because the Niners have a good roster. They have a good roster. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's never going to end. No. It's never, ever going to end until he shoves it up everybody's wahoo. Well, because you look at just the numbers, and if you don't watch Brock Purdy all year, and you look at the numbers between the two, you look at the touchdowns, and Jordan Love had more, and the interceptions, they had the same number. One more touchdown, by the way, just so we have it. Yeah. 32 to 31. I'm just it's almost I'm laying out the facts from the Nitzel side of the ledger. Fire away. When you don't watch Brock Purdy and you do watch Jordan Love and you watch what Jordan Love did over the last nine games, seven wins, two defeats, one interception, and you look at the yards and he only had 121 yards fewer than Brock Purdy. Forget the fact that he threw 135 more passes. That doesn't matter if you're trying to make the argument for your guy. You look at whatever numbers you want to look at. You sure. don't look at QB rating. Sure. You don't look at TD percentage or interception percentage. Although Jordan Love had a better interception percentage than Brock Purdy in terms of number of throws versus number of picks. You look at what you want to see. And yeah, Jordan Love is playing great. But the thing that always cracks me up about these arguments is... When you try to compare quarterback versus quarterback. Because these two gentlemen will not go head-to-head for even one snap. So if you want to talk about Jordan Love against the Niner defense or Brock Purdy against the Packer defense, that really is what matters. So when he's on the field, Jordan Love, he's not going to be the best player on the field. And if he is under the kind of pressure that I think he's going to be under... I don't think that he's going to have the day that he had in Dallas. If we count the game at Dallas, and I don't know why we wouldn't, but if we go ahead and count that, uh, his record on the road this year is 5-5. Five and five. Right. So, do whatever you want with that. Yeah. 5-5. Five and five. Um, Mike Golick is going to jump in on this conversation next, and then we'll continue to take your phone calls on uh, Willard and Dibs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right. uh, Mike Golick Sr. expected here momentarily. um, And we'll keep going with your phone calls. And I want to correct myself. And thank you, Dibs, for pointing it out. Accuracy matters. Okay. In some forms. Sure. Um, Not everywhere anymore. Uh, But uh, I said that uh, Brock Purdy had the fifth highest quarterback rating of all time this year. It was the 14th. Okay. The point I was trying to make stands, uh, but he was not fifth all time. He was 14th all time in terms of QBR. You know where Jordan Love is uh, all time? 
He is uh, 222nd okay. his season. <laughs> That's higher than 14th. Yes, his okay. uh, 96.1 quarterback rating right behind Ken O'Brien and right ahead of Dan Marino. Okay. Winner. Rookie Dan. Yeah, very good. Very yeah. good. Look, nobody's saying he's not good. And Mike Golick Sr. knows that. With Westwood 1, he was there doing that Cowboy-Packer game uh, over the weekend. Got to listen to it a little bit. Mike sounded great. Appreciate you coming on, Willard and Dibs. What were your impressions of, of Jordan Love, and have they changed? Changed a little bit here toward the end of the year. Well, I don't know about change. I think uh, Jordan Love, even though he's been in the league a while, he's 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 still a first year starter. We've seen kind of a maturation with him, and I think the biggest thing is patience. A lot of times with young quarterbacks, you'll see their feet start to move a little quick, and I think the game is starting to slow down for him a bit, uh, which helps. Um, he's sliding in the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield instead of on the rush. So. I really think a lot of it is that because, and, and also you have to realize he's got you know nice receivers to throw to, which amazingly enough, four are rookies and two are second year guys. So they're the youngest team to to win a game in the playoffs in years. They're the youngest team to be in the playoffs in years. Uh, so maybe they're a little early to where they are, but a lot of that is because of Jordan Love. Aaron Jones is running great as well. Uh, but you need that quarterback to be calm in the pocket. He's been showing that. How were they able to just completely hot knife through butter against a Dallas defense that was supposed to be more vaunted than that? Were you surprised at how easily Green Bay made it look? You know, sometimes we look at, at season stats, and, some, and I think we need to look at what have you done for me lately stats in some things. I'm not saying in everything. But for the Cowboys, in the last three regular season games, they were giving up 160 yards on the ground a game. And that was where Green Bay – now all the things I said about Jordan Love obviously are true, but it helps when you have a pretty good run, running game. The last three regular games of the season, Aaron Jones went for over 100 yards. So the running game was going. And I think one of the great moves they did – and you don't see it a lot. I mean – in NFL games, when the coin toss hits, if you win the toss, normally you defer. Matt LaFleur won the toss, Green Bay did, and they took the ball because they wanted to set the tone. They didn't want Dallas to get the ball in front of that home crowd where they were undefeated and get a score early and kind of really keep the momentum. And it worked to a T. Eight, uh, what was it, 12-play drive, 75 yards, almost eight minutes. Eight of those plays were run, seven to Aaron Jones. It worked great. So I think that was the re- that was the big thing is they were able to establish the run against that defense, and you start to do that, and it really helps your quarterback, especially a young quarterback, in play action to be able to spread it around to those different receivers. Mike Golick Sr. with us here on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Mike is is also doing the game this weekend, Niners and Packers. So let's go with what you were just talking about, end-of-the-season stats. The Niners have actually not been up to their standards against the run last few weeks. Do you think that was more of an Armstead-is-missing thing, or do the Packers have a little bit of a, of a shot there, too? Well, I, I think like any answer like that, it's, I, I'm not going to sit there and say it's Armstead back and all of a sudden the run defense is solved. You know, it doesn't work that way because you're not running right at him all the time. So, you know, th- there is something to the fact of how you're playing at the end, and Green Bay is going to test that. They would rather not, even though Love is playing well, and the biggest thing about him is the last eight regular season games, he threw one touchdown to go with 18, or I'm sorry, 18 touchdowns to go with one interception. So a young quarterback not turning the ball over. So they're going to want to run the ball against San Francisco without question to try and control the ball. So just like the the Cowboys were good all year, and then toward the end they started faltering a little bit against the run, Green Bay is going to try to exploit that. Getting Armstead back is certainly going to help, but it's an area that they're they're really going to try to exploit because it's going to help that short passing game. How much does the the three-wide receiver approach for Green Bay match up with the 49ers, who may be a little bit more vulnerable in the secondary? As much as Green Bay wants to establish the run, do you think that they try to air it out a little bit more and get the 49ers into more coverage situations? Well, I mean, I, I think game will dictate that. If you run, I mean, especially if you run on first down, what's the situation? Are you gaining four, five, six yards? Now are you, second, are you in second and six, five, and four? That's offense dictating the defense because they're, they're ahead of the sticks. Um, so I think a lot depends on that. But if you start having early success uh, 
running the ball on first down. What you start doing then is you start play-actioning on first down because the, the, the opponent has seen the run, so you get your linebackers to step up. And you saw Romeo Dobbs had three big catches you know, in the middle of the field, down the field, over the linebackers in front of the safeties. They exploited that very, very well. So they like these receivers, sometimes deep, but we're in a world now of shorter passes, yards after the catch. And, and, and like I said, between Jaden Reed, Octavian Wicks, the two uh, uh, tight ends, now that they got Musgrave back. He and Tucker Kraft throw in Watson, throw in Romeo Dobbs, who had the monster game last week. And there's a lot you can't just key in on one person. That's going to be one of the issues for the 49ers is you got a lot of guys to deal with. That's why the pressure from that front four or the rush is going to be so important for them as well. Mike, you're a trenches guy, so I got a question for you. Um, it's making a little bit of a, the rounds out here today. Mark Chamora, the ex-Packers tight end, yep. went on his radio show, and I'll just paraphrase. He advocated the idea of an early 15-yard penalty late hit on Brock Purdy to, to set the tone. Um, a lot of people are, are arms up about it. Uh, I, I sort of look at this and go, look, you you football players have a little crazy in you. That's that's why you're able to play this game. Um, but but I, I'd love to get your take on that. Is that something that actually makes sense to you and is talked about in locker rooms before a big game? No. I mean, listen, the way I was raised to play the game by my father who played football and my brothers played football, my brother was in the league for 14 years, is – You hit a guy as hard as you possibly can legally. If he gets up, he gets up. If he doesn't, that's part of the game. But you don't try and do it. You're not trying to hit someone later, trying to hurt somebody. If they get hurt through the course of the game, which we know happens in football, it's not if you get hurt, it's when you get hurt and how bad you get hurt. I I would not. I mean, listen, and I I understand this coming from a guy who – played in the 80s when the hitting was a little bit different and you know there were hey if you knock the guy out of a game you got some money the whole bounty thing but honor amongst thieves you had to knock him out in a legal way it couldn't be a penalty i'm sure that makes people kind of cringe and still think we're all jerks for it but i i would never advocate doing something illegal uh just to try and a knock somebody out of the game or B, set a tone. I mean, we saw what happened, unfortunately, to the 49ers last year when Brock Purdy got hurt on a clean hit, a clean hit on his arm. Uh, no, that, that, that's not something I, I would do. The Green Bay defense has been playing well. Uh, so I don't think that's something you want to resort to at all. In terms of legal physicality, Trent Williams is the guy I immediately think of, and that running attack when the Niners go to the left side, you add in Debo and Ayuk and George Kittle. Is that ultimately where the Niners can make their most headway on the ground, running to the left side with Christian McCaffrey? Trent Williams scares me. He's a big, large, mean human being. I mean, that dude <laughs> is, yeah. I, 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 I'm just telling you, he does, man. He does. That dude is, is looking he, – he, he plays like he's picking a fight. And, and that's the way you need to play. He plays aggressive. He's not going to take any crap from anybody. You know, we, we know he's an all-pro a few years in a row now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got Banks, who's a big guy at left guard. Um, so, I, I think that's certainly the way you go. But don't discount a play to the right and a cutback. Because the one thing Trent and Aaron can do as well is can cave down a line of scrimmage. They, they step right and cave it right, and now you open a bit of a cutback lane. So a lot of times it doesn't have to be right at the best lineman. Maybe in short yardage you would like to do that. But you can mix it up, and, and they can cave a line down so you can have a cutback. But, but for the most part, I'm going to trust going behind Trent Williams and then I'm going to buy him any kind of drink he wants. <laughs> Mike, Mike Golick Sr. with us here on uh, Willard and Dibs. He's doing the game this weekend, Niners and Packers. Um, this is what, what we do. We, we talk about quarterbacks and flavor of the month. Um, but uh, but it's been suggested that the Packers have the quarterback edge in this game. You buy that? Well, the, I mean, the way Jordan Love is playing now has been incredible. Uh for all the great Brock Purdy has done, let's remember he's just in his second season as a starter. Uh, so, and, and, and make no mistake, he has been playing great. I mean, he is anybody that is trying to downplay anything he's doing because of the talent that's around him. I don't want to hear it or 
the Kyle Shanahan, you know, type of offense is very quarterback friendly. He's stepping in there and getting the job done. I covered him when I was calling college games and he was at Iowa State. And I remember saying about it then, dude can play from the neck up. He knows where to go with the ball. He's a smart player on there. And he's been showing that here as well. Um, but Love has been playing well. And the key, again, he's not turning the ball over. And the one great thing I always say about San Francisco is their, their depth of talent on the offensive side of the ball and playmakers. And while Green Bay doesn't have the names, they've got, like I said, four rookies, but they're setting all kind of rookie records together cumulatively on what they're doing on the field. So they're actually getting it done. Again, not the name San Francisco has and not the longevity that they have shown with the San Francisco offense, but the bottom line is you're getting it done. And all you worry about as a professional football player is get to the dance, get to the playoffs, and then you never know what happens. How is your injury-wise? They're doing well injury-wise. Jair Alexander did, did tweak the ankle again last week, so we'll see how, how, how good he is this week. But how well are you playing, and are you turning the ball over, and how is your injury situation? And Green Bay is sitting pretty good now. I don't know if I'm going to sit here and say I would take love over Purdy at this point, but, I mean, he's, he's doing exactly what he needs to do and, and getting helped by a really good run game. And it's been a master class of drafting by Green Bay the last couple of years. All those oh. skilled guys you talked about, so many different draft picks that have borne fruit this year. Mike, if Green Bay is going to pull off the upset, what do you think is the one thing they have to do to make this happen in Santa Clara? So here's, here's the, the matchup that I cannot wait to watch. So, as I said, we're kind of in an era of short – we're in a short passing era. Obviously, we'll take it down the field some. But we see more of those short passes, get the ball in the hands of your athletes and let them make, make the plays. So what Green Bay did so well last week, and their defense has not been great all year, but toward the end of the year, like I talk about, what do you do for me lately, they've been playing better. In the game against Dallas, gang, they – if they were – passes were getting caught in front of them, the short passes – and they were making the open field tackles. I can't tell, you know, we can talk about all the strategy you want in football, but if basically it comes down to one-on-one plays, can a DN beat an offensive tackle? Can a guard beat a D tackle? Can a linebacker make a play over a guard? You know, can a cornerback cover a, a wide receiver? But, and one of those is, can the defensive player make a tackle in open field? Green Bay did that so well. Now, San Francisco for the last how many years, has been the leaders in yards after the catch. All these guys catch the ball short, and they turn it into a big game. So the task for Green Bay is, again, what they did last week. Now, they beat the hell out of the Cowboys a lot of ways, but one of the ways was making tackles on short passes. And San Francisco, we know, lives on making big yardage on those. So that, to me, is one of the great matchups to watch in this game. Okay, so that's what you think has to happen. But let's get to it, Mike. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, listen, I can't say because I'm calling the game. I, I can't pick a winner uh, in this game. We so, won't tell. You know, I, I, we I, won't tell. He's I'm a pro. Not, we're not going to tell. I, I have to be professional about this. So I, I certainly will not pick a winner. Uh, like I said, I think that the biggest thing for Green Bay, because they're young, is don't give a team like San Francisco any extra chances, meaning don't turn the ball over, which they haven't done, because San Francisco will big time take advantage of that by getting extra chances. Uh, but, but I have to say, Green Bay was so efficient, they ran 35 less plays than the Cowboys last week and were obviously efficient with their plays. So to me, as I said, that comes down to on that defensive side for Green Bay and the short tackles. And for San Francisco, stopping the run and forcing, no matter how well Jordan Love has been throwing the ball as of late, he's been doing it off of a really good run game as well. So how well does San Francisco try and shut down this run from the Packers? That's as far as I'm going, guys. I'm not making a pick. No, 31-14 Niners. I heard it. That's what Uh, I heard, too. I I heard it. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. I just tweeted it. I hope you're okay with that. I love it because, man, when I was doing shows like you guys, that's exactly what I was doing. So good I love it. Uh, no I way. You it's used not to what you radio? said. It's how you yeah. said it. Yeah. <laughs> you had a show? Uh, Mike, great stuff, man. It's an honor to have you on, man. Thank you so much. Have a great call. All right, thanks, guys. All right, there it is. That's uh, so funny. Mike Golick Sr., Niners 31-14. That was that Mike Golick Sr.? That was him. Man. That was him. 
I love that his son has done enough now that he's got to add the senior in there. I was thinking like for the same years thing. it was just Mike Golick. Right. And then <laughs> Mike Golick Jr. became, hey, Jr., yeah. became more than just Jr., so now you got to put the senior on it to let people know. One of my first jobs in radio, I was a little cub reporter. I was out and about gathering sound, and one of the shows I was gathering it for down in L.A. was the all-new Myers and Golick. Which was Chris Myers and Bob Golick. Oh, wow. Yeah. His brother. Mike's brother, who yeah. he referred to. Who I think was more accomplished as an NFL player. That is correct. Yeah. And his older brother, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that is correct. I'm, I'm hoping. I think. Yeah. I think I'm going right. to say that he is the older right. brother. I think you're right. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Humongous human being. Mike. Bob. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Mike's actually lost a bunch of weight. Correct. So he's not. When he's I not knew as, Bob, yeah. he had not. Gotcha. I don't know if Bob has or <laughs> no hasn't. No idea but... where he is now. Yeah. yeah. But an incredible man. Yeah. Really like salt of the earth dude. And Mike is largely the same. I had a chance to meet him at a couple of the Super Bowl radio rows, and he's just a good guy. Even when he was at his peak of the Mike and Mike days. I'm telling you, offensive linemen are good dudes. By and large, yeah. Well, think about what they do for a living. Protect other people. Right. And get no attention for it. Yeah. Good dudes. Yeah. And they're, like they're you like say, firefighters of sports. That's actually a good uh protect good comp. people and they want no attention and they're all nameless and faceless. And they will run into that building at a moment's notice. Totally. And in this case, it's like, you know, like he said, they had ninety plays Dallas did on offense. That's ninety times you gotta protect a guy who's doing nothing but throwing pick sixes. Yeah. <laughs> And yet you're going out there and you're in the trenches yet That's again. Right. That's right. You know. Yeah, those numbers were skewed, by the way, by game flow. Of um, course. Not only were uh, not only were the, the the Packers so far ahead the whole time, but he's right. Uh, I, this is the word we love to use. They were efficient. No, they weren't efficient. They blew them off the field. The Cowboys couldn't stop them. Right. On any play, I wonder, man. I, th- this is what I think. I think Green Bay's dangerous. I think Green Bay is they've become a pretty good team. I think the current perception of the Packers is a little off because of what we saw last week. If you think that that's just who they are on the weekly basis, well, we can stop playing now. The Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. That's done. That's done. If they play like that, if they just look like that every time they touch the ball... This puppy's cooked. No one's stopping that. Right. I like what he said, though, about That's our like, perception because that was playoffs, national TV, standalone, yeah. Dallas, Jerry's World. We watch that, and we walk away with, well, that's them. Well, no. Everybody looks different every week, and every game's got its own flow. Right. And I got very little reason to think that the Packers are going to come into Levi's looking like that on Saturday night. And the big reason that I would agree with you is what Mike said about uh, the run defense. And if you look at the recent days, Dallas's run defense had become porous. And so Green Bay came out and they pounded the ball. And you asked a good follow-up to his answer, which was, you know, the Niners' defense against the run hasn't been as good as it was earlier. Is it an Eric Armstead thing? And he didn't really answer it saying, yes, it is, and they'll be fine. But what I see from the Niners' run defense is a much more stout and sturdy unit, and I do think that Green Bay is going to look at it, Armstead or no Armstead, they're looking at it the exact same way. They're going to get the ball first if they can. They're going to try to run the ball with Aaron Jones as they did against Dallas, and they're going to try to keep McCaffrey and company off the field. That, you're exactly right. Like the, To me, and, and by the way, that means uh, I don't know if LaFleur is going to play it the same way, but if he is, sweet. Packers get the ball first. Doesn't matter who wins the toss. Right. Maybe we could even petition this thing to have no toss. Hey, refs. <laughs> Just give the Packers the ball. Right. That's what they want. That's what the Niners want. Let's start with the Packers having the ball. And for me, if someone wanted me to boil down the key to the game, the number one thing to watch, you stop Aaron Jones, you win the game. No doubt. That's it. No doubt. That's it. The Packer offense is not going to be able to function if they are not able to get five, six, seven yards on first down. But... The Niners have not been as great as you might think, not as good as advertised with regard to stopping that in the last four or five games. Um, They have given up the least amount of rushing yards all year. 
But that's because they've also had the least amount of rushing attempts against them. Yeah. Because they play from ahead so much. And they're up by 10, 17 points so often. If you boil it down to yards per carry, they're middle of the pack. They gave up 4.1 per carry. I think they got to hold the Packers uh, to uh, to under four a carry this weekend. And if they are able to do that, I think you are talking about your comfortable 17 to 20 point win. But if Aaron Jones, and I don't even know where A.J. Dillon is health-wise, but if they're both in there and they're gashing and getting five to seven yards on first down, that's what's going to make Jordan Love so damn scary. I, I think it starts with the run game, and then it comes after that. But if they if it's second and seven and second and eight, then Love simply becomes a young quarterback who's facing the best pass rush in the league. Right. And he's in trouble. Well, they've got great weapons, but a lot of those plays, as Mike Golick Sr. was laying out, were off of the play action. And Dobbs was able to get behind the linebackers in front of the safeties repeatedly because of that very thing. Aaron Jones went 21 for 118. Emmanuel Wilson, eight carries for 20. They were able to establish the run, gash Dallas, and then they crushed him with the play action. Uh, we got a lot going on right now. We have a lot to give away. Um, you know about the CMC jersey, signed jersey, framed, yeah. matted, beautiful. If you don't know about it, um, then uh, then listen to us, okay? Between 4.30 you get a keyword. You can text in that keyword, and bang, you're qualified for that beautiful Christian McCaffrey piece. But we're also giving away a pair of tickets to Friday's Warriors game against the Mavs, and that is to celebrate the Warriors' 500th consecutive sellout. And we're giving those tickets away... <clears throat> next. Okay? Coming up next. We're also presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. And it is also a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman's Appliance. Trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. Streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash 957 the game. YouTube.com slash 957 the game. All our content is there. So like and subscribe, and you can check out all of the content from all of the shows every day. All of that is powered by First NorCal Credit Union. In our conversation with Golick, we referenced the comments made by ex-Packers tight end Mark Chamora, which are making the rounds a little bit today and have caught some people off guard. I like the way Golick answered the question about it. But if you're wondering exactly what it sounded like, we'll also play that for you along with those Warriors tickets all coming up next on Willard and Dibs. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Swallow. <laughs> what? Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. That's <laughs> chewy, double chewy. Yeah, we'll get you some chewy here in just a sec. All That's right? good. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Stupid human tricks. Um... Framed autographed Christian McCaffrey jersey. It's got two action shots of C-Mac. Um, red jersey, number 23. He signed it right on the two. If you're on Twitch and YouTube, we'll show it to you here in just a sec. Um, but all you got to do is listen. Listen for the key word. Start at 4.30, okay? About 45 minutes from now, the window is open. 
And uh, once we give you the keyword, you text it to 20357, and poof, you're qualified. And you can do that every show all week long. Uh, Bonte and Joe, Steiny and Goo, Withered and Dibs, uh, our windows 4.30 to 5.30, morning show 7.30 to 8.30, middays 12.30 to 1.30. you got a chance to qualify each time to up your chances, 203.57. So make sure that you are tuned in at that time. Warriors tickets coming up in just a few. I promise the Mark Chamora. And it's back to our friends with the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy show on ESPN Milwaukee. And uh, here's what he said about uh, basically targeting Brock Purdy. But, Gabe, I go back, and it's little things like this. And the reason we won in 95 when no one gave us a chance in San Francisco is because we intimidated them. I mean, if you – and I always revert to Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons kicked the crap out of Brent Jones. And then it got contagious, and then it carried over. That's why you guys are going to think I'm crazy. Well, we already thought uh, that, so go ahead. A 15-yard penalty, and I don't condone this, but I kind of do in the playoffs. <laughs> um, a 15-yard penalty for a late hit on Brock Purdy is not a bad thing, as long as it's worth it. I, I'm just saying, this but, is so the mindset you go time. into when it's battle. And it's it's kind of like the reverse of hockey. What don't they do in hockey in the playoffs, Joshy? Shave their beards? That and one other thing. They don't fight. They don't fight. <laughs> they don't fight. Right? This is kind of like sometimes a 15-yard penalty is worth it early in the game if you knock the living crap out of the guy. And then he kind of like sticking your helmet in the ribs of Nick Bosa is like, ah, but that I'm hearing ghosts. A um, couple okay. things. Uh, many couple things. things. First yeah. of all, you don't hear ghosts. <laughs> you see ghosts. Um, that's right. Ask Sam Darnold. Right. I mean, unless you hear the ghosts go, which maybe you do. Normally, the expression is you see ghosts, but have you ever seen a ghost? Never. Okay, you ever heard one? No. Okay, I've heard some creaking in the house, and you know, I don't think that they're ghosts. I don't believe in in ghosts. Rose, (laughs) I don't believe in that. I never know if I've seen a ghost because aren't they invisible? I figure if you see him, I'm like, what are you doing? Right. You're doing it wrong. No ghost. Yeah, you can't just become visible all of a sudden. Now you're not a ghost anymore. Like, what do we? What does it mean to ghost someone? It means to not be there. Right. To be invisible. So how do you see a ghost? All right, rant over. Thank Go you. ahead. I mean, that's, that's, oh, that's one it. of the... Well, you said there are many things. There are. Well, and the other thing is... You know, we we beat up the Niners in 95. Oh, stupid. What happened the next week? Chewy? Oh, that's right. Dallas took you apart. Well, so it's not like that uh, that desecration of Brent Jones led you anywhere. Um, you know what that would be? It would be a desecration it sensation, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, no problem. Well, here's the thing. Um, Chewy. Even if what he's saying is true, it's not applicable now. Um, go ahead. Try to intimidate Dre Greenlaw and Trent Williams. Yeah. Knock yourselves out. Bunch of little pups. 22-year-old. My name is Wicks. Jalen Reed. Romeo Dobbs. You've all been in the league for 37 seconds. You're going to walk into Levi's and intimidate Trent Williams and Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner and George Kittle. That's your plan? Go right ahead. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious that that idea even exists. Uh, But the other side of it, and it's kind of the obvious response to it, is, yeah, this stuff's not good. It's just not good. It's not good to be like, I don't condone it, but I kind of do. It's like, yeah, you do. Yeah. You condone it. And here's the thing. People will will wag their finger at this like, oh, this, this guy's some sort of a uh, a, a crazy rogue individual. He's a monster. He's not. He, this is this is real now. Jalen Rose has admitted that he tried to hurt Kobe Bryant in the playoffs. He's admitted it. So you're going to tell me that football players? You've watched this sport. You've watched these people. You think that they're well adjusted when it comes to how to treat other people? within the framework of a game, like this is absolutely maniacal. So the idea that someone wouldn't do this is crazy. However, 
My take on it is a little bit different than that. It's not, oh, that's that nobody would ever do that. And that's not but it's not good to say on the radio. It's not. It's not. It's irresponsible. Well, he's not a player, so he it's was. just his opinion. Yeah, but he was. Right. He was. And I do think that stuff like this, uh, it, maybe it's not talked about. In, like, okay, here's our game plan. We're going to go, like, we're going to go injure someone. But to think that these guys in their hyped-up state don't sort of have that mental approach out there, um, I think a lot of them do. I think that's the yeah. way defensive players are, are wired. You uh, mentioned Dre Greenlaw. Just watch him play. Exactly. He's not playing to injure, but he's definitely playing to intimidate. <laughs> he's not playing to not injure either. Exactly. Yeah. And think about the famous Niner playoff moment of uh, Dante Whitner against uh, Pierre Thomas, ha, 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 and that goal line hit that changed everything. Yep. That was a hit that had impact. Now, that hit nowadays is illegal, 15 yards and maybe an immediate ejection and an incarceration sensation, but... Tart and feathers. Exactly. In that moment, yep. that was a hit that had purpose behind it. And you watch Dre Greenlaw, and you watch all the fellas on defense, they're going to be trying to make those sorts of hits. Not to injure, per se, but they're definitely going to be trying to lay the lumber and make their presence felt in this football game. And that goes both ways. And I agree with you. Mark Chamura, as a former professional football player, should not be advocating that. But we've had the same thing uttered on our station in the past. We had Bill Romanowski, who used to appear here weekly, and uh, he would talk about taking a 15, okay? And what are we talking about with Bill Romanowski? We're talking about a guy who would advocate taking a 15-yarder. A crazy person. And I say that. That's Mark, Bill. No, not me. Yeah. Not your boy, the Dibber. Bill would admit it, I bet. <laughs> He's, yeah. Yeah, Bill, like, I've talked to Bill. You think Bill would be like, no, I'm not. I'm not aggressive. Bill and most linebackers are cut from a completely different yeah. cloth. Especially in that era, yeah, no doubt. that's the way it is. But here's why uh, I would further the conversation about how irresponsible, and, and maybe, maybe not irresponsible, but just quite frankly, unkind, it is to say this. You're talking about a player that had this happen last year. I mean, it literally led to a change in the rules in the NFL. It's not good for the league. It's not good for a young player's career. It was not good for the 49ers. It was not good for the playoffs as a whole. It's just bad. It's just bad all the way around. If you look at what the league is trying to do, every year there are rule changes. Why? To keep the quarterback healthy. Yeah. They do all kinds of stuff. In fact, if you want to know why someday that tush push thing might get banned, it's not because the Eagles are really good at it. It's because they don't want their quarterbacks swimming in arms and legs. They don't want them doing that. Because when you end up with the New York Jets, what do you get? Not a good TV product. Oh, this week our quarterback's name is Tim. Hi, Tim. Good to meet you. Can you complete a pass? Not really, but I'll try. That's not what the league wants. So to be out here talking about 15-yarders specifically against one player who was already knocked out of the playoffs last year. With a clean hit. Clean hit, no doubt. But it, it led to a second half where the 49ers could only run the ball. Don't do that. Don't talk about that. In, in fact, it's only going to put you center stage if it were to actually happen. Like, how would you feel then? Well, would, he wouldn't care. Well, well, I'm then, sure he, then he, he's a bad person. Well, you don't say what you, what he said unless you you know are looking to win this game by any means necessary. He doesn't care. He probably doesn't even know Brock Purdy. Of course he doesn't. So, I mean, he wants to just see his Packers win, and he speaks from a place of experience in terms of teams that are willing to do anything to go out there and win the football game. And if that means trying to knock somebody out of the game, that's what you're going to try to do. But the fact that he put his name to it and said it out loud, it definitely doesn't sound good. And it's, it's classless is what it is, but it doesn't take away from the reality that you know, both teams and all these playoff teams are trying to get some sort of an edge. And if it means, you know, you get a clean hit on a guy and he happens to not be able to play again the rest of that game, that's a good thing for your chance to win. Yeah. I, I just like, what, what, how about this? What would you say to him if he, if, if he were on the show right now? What would you say to him? I would say you're a, you're a donkey. 
<laughs> you, you got no clue. You won't. Yeah, call him. <laughs> get him on the phone. Get Chewy. Get me Chewy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just, it's a clown take. It shows no well, class. I, I wonder how he would feel because this is his next Packer. Maybe he does know Jordan Love. Right. You know what I mean, like, think about us saying the exact same thing back to him, and what would that sound like? Like, it's almost different because he played. So we're, we're, we sort of accept it. Like, oh, well, he's a football player. You know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe this is CTE talking for all we know. This guy's not even a defensive player, though. This guy played tight end. I'm sure he's tougher than me. There's no question about that. So that's not what I'm getting at. But think about if we said that. Yeah, you know what Greenlaw should do? Yeah. Give me a little 15-yarder on Jordan Love this yeah, weekend. Yeah, talk me through that, Mark. And then that'll stop all of this yippity-yap about the Packers having the best player on the field. Mm. You don't even know who their backup is. Who's the backup quarterback for the Packers? Let's see if we can get him in the football game it's this week. Billy Blue Tent is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jordan. I actually don't even know. See how much you love being in the Blue Tent. Who the hell is their backup quarterback? Oh, my God. I'm looking at their roster. And? I haven't even heard of either of these dudes. <laughs> Give me a name. Uh, Sean Clifford. Oh, wow. you, you've never heard of Sean Clifford? I have not. I've heard of Clifford the Big Red Dog. I read of, those books. Read, read. Those were, <laughs> read it about seven times this morning. And then is this pronounced Alex McGaw? Magoo? McGaw! McGaw! <laughs> yeah. Let's get him in the game. Boy, yeah. Let's take him out. Get me McGaw. Joe Shasky. Take him out! <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. It's ridiculous, man. Who's talking about this stuff on the radio? Get off the radio. First time Jordan Love drops back to pass, we got to dive right at his knee, Mark. Right. Plant leg. Come on, man. Lead leg. You know what? Both his legs. It's so funny because we're Come like, on. oh, these, these guys, oh, well, they played, and there's a mentality you have to have when you play. Well, then what are you doing at midfield after the game's over, hugging people, asking about their kids, and praying together? That's, that's how this goes? You're telling me that that's just a big charade? If, if, if the approach before the game is, is let's take him out? Come on, man. Well, you're praying after the game that he gets better soon after you took him out. That's the way that That's goes. Nice. Um, That's nice. Listen to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, the smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 